Hi, I'm Beth. And I'm Andrea. We are bringing you the Real Moms Real Life Podcast, your guide to self-empowerment and taking on each day as your best self. This is episode number 34. After our weekly segments, we are going to chat about stress management versus stress perception. Let us know if there are any topics you would like to hear. Don't forget, all the resources on this podcast are meant for information purposes only and not to be confused for medical advice or treatment. Good morning, Andrea. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. You know, my saga of the week was I thought that my water broke uh, two days ago and went to the hospital. They couldn't tell, which is like the most. I'm like, either it's oh broken it's, or, or it's not. But you know, when there's a lot of stuff going on down there. So um, <laughs> I was having some regular contractions and they were because I had a C-section before they wanted me to come in and obviously check and make sure. And if my water broke they wanted to make sure anyway, but turns out it didn't. And then <laughs> came home and went to bed. Contra- contraction stopped in the morning. So now two days later, I'm just I'm just hanging out. What's nice. going on with you? Oh, just you know, you know, I had some technology issues. Like I feel like I always do for somehow. I got this new laptop, and then Skype wasn't working on it, so we're back on the old laptop. But it's all good. It's funny because today we are talking about stress stuff. And I noticed just like just now how like stressed out I got. And I was like, man, I've gotten really, really good at managing stress when it comes to like me. But when someone else is involved, like I was like, oh my God, I'm holding up Beth. I'm not, I I need to work on that. I get, it makes me really, really stressed out. Like I'm good with myself. But yeah, then I'm like, oh my God, Beth might have a baby before we're done with this pet. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I mean, maybe not actually, but better hurry my ass up. Well, I, I hope that I don't put that on you, but I, I totally get it. No, I mean, don't. You're, you don't at all. you're a rebel tendency, so that surprises me a little bit. As an obliger, I'm like, yeah, obviously, stress <laughs> for other people is way more important, way more yeah. impactful for me. Um, so, but yeah, I'm excited for our topics. Yeah. Let's get into our real mom moment of the week this week. So my mom moment is going to do have to do with my hospital adventure. So we talked, um, I feel like my, my mom moment and my, my tip for the week are going to be similar. So like I have been setting my expectations for this baby to come in August. And I'm like, it'll be here in August because... I was, I'm due July 30th, and it's like, you know what, I, I don't want to be sitting around twiddling my t- thumbs, like, waiting, when am I going going to labor, like, blah, blah, blah. So, I sort of packed my hospital bag, like, the necessities were in there. And then, two nights ago, it was like, mm, I'm starting to feel kind of crampy down there, and we were going out to dinner, and I said, you know what, let's just throw the hospital bags in the car, we're meeting my parents. Let me throw some extra pajamas for the kid. Just just in case. Which was which was nice foresight. But like and then we're, we finished dinner, I sit in the car and all of a sudden I'm in a puddle of liquid and I was like, um Alright, kid, you're gonna go to pa- grandparents' house, have a sleepover. She was so, totally excited. And we're gonna you know, we, we called the doctor. We ended up going home and like letting the dog out because they were like you can wait a little bit to come in and and what have you but it was just it was a really great practice run but I wish I would have prepared a little bit better first like didn't have her milk cup didn't have things for her for um 
school the next day. My mom didn't even have, we were, you know, as you all know, nighttime potty training, things on the mattresses in case she has an accident overnight. Like those kinds of things were just weren't done yet because I was expecting to go later. So, yeah. So my tip of the week is also to prepare in advance. Even if you're setting your expectations or not having any big expectations, that doesn't mean you can't be prepared. (laughs) So when I uh, was going into, well, going into labor, I was not prepared at all. I thought I had like a whole week to like meal prep and do all this stuff. And I was like in total denial. So I agree with the uh, just getting prepared ahead of time because why not? It doesn't hurt anything. (laughs) Good advice. Um, my real mom moment of the week is kind of just letting my kid fall and fail, um, I guess you could say. And I feel like sometimes if someone was watching me, they'd be like, wow, you look like a terrible mom, but I think it's good. So we got this new little like play set for Remy, um, from my buy nothing group, of course. And it has this little swing on it. And it is literally like a foot off the ground. Like if he sits in the swing, his like toes can touch if he's like pointing his foot. And so he, I put, I initially just stuck him in it and was swinging and he was like loving it. And then he got out and then wanted to get back in and was like climbing in it backwards, obviously. And um, I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to let him do this. Like if he falls, he like has a foot to go. And he fell like a few times, but then he got it. And uh, I just feel like sometimes it's good to just let them, let them fall. <laughs> yes, you could say. I 100% support that. I tell families all the time, like go to the playground and don't watch your kid because <laughs> you have to let them learn how to how to respond to those things if you catch them every time they fall that time that you're not there they're not going to fall safely um because goodness knows if you let them do it when you are there they're going to try it when you're not there and then they need to know so i'm all in cool totally and then since you already gave your tip of the week i'll just go right into mine um so my tip of the week is to read a book for fun and I did this on while I was on vacation, and I just was reminded of it as I have, like, three non-fun – I mean, not, they are fun, but they are non-fiction books that I'm reading. I'm like, man, it's actually just, like, super nice reading a fiction book that was just not related to anything, mindset or nutrition or lifestyle, just, like, a total – just, like, a novel. And so I think for a lot of moms – it may be a long time since you've just read a book that you just want to read totally for the fun. Maybe it's like a trashy novel, whatever it is, just go and read it. It's really enjoyable. I'm all in for this one too. (laughs) (laughs) I've read like three or four books in the past couple weeks because uh, one of the other podcasts I listened to, uh, the happier podcast, it was either happier or happier in Hollywood. I'm pretty sure it was happier. And they talked about running Kindle books from the library And I was like, I've known that you could do this, but I just sort of figured it was too difficult. Not that I'm technology, like I'm pretty technology savvy, but I was like, eh, I'll just go in and I usually just go get like the 199 books and it's fine. But it was so easy. I just went to my library website, downloaded an app, and I literally just search for books and I say, send to Kindle and it shows up. Oh, yeah, it's amazing. I do that, too. (laughs) Yeah, it's so wonderful. And I really do. I love to read. And I get a little addicted to books, so I I stopped for a little while. But 
lately. It's been it's been life reading nonfic or reading fiction novels. Nice. And yeah, shout out to public libraries. Like if you are not a member of your public library, I highly suggest it because I think some people don't realize how awesome of a resource they are. Like I will go and I look up, you know, if I have specific books I know I want, I'll go on the website and I request them. And then, I mean, I don't know if every library does this, but I'm sure they do nowadays. And then they put them on hold for me, like on a shelf. So I literally like walk in, take them off the shelf, go to the self-checkout and check them out. Like I don't have to go find the books <laughs> um, because, and the biggest reason I do that, because is if I go and look and find books, I will sit there for an hour and then come out with like 10 books and then not really read them because I don't have time to. But uh, so it actually stops me from being super ADD. But otherwise going and looking for books is super fun. But anyways, so they have that where you can just go in and do that and then they just have them ready for you and then you just stick them back in the slot when you're done like it's so easy or like Beth said you don't even have to leave your house just like go on their website and they have free audiobooks that you don't have to pay for and nothing it's all free so it's like how can you beat that yeah and I will say some of them have really amazing kid resources like play groups and craft time and story time and we were buying a lot of books for my daughter and she liked to she like she likes to read them pretty consistently for a couple of weeks and then she switches to something else. So it's like perfect for the library. We get 10 books at a time. You can get as many as you want, but we get 10 because that way I always know that I'm getting 10 and returning 10. Sometimes we'll renew them for like three or four, you know, we'll have them for like five weeks and then we go get, ten, you know, bring them back and get 10 more. And I feel like we read so much more variety to her and we get some different things. And if we don't like it, it's no big deal. So, Yeah public libraries totally. for the win yeah they yeah, I was surprised that they had so many like board books and whatnot I didn't even realize they had that until I went and looked Remy's still in the like eating book stage so I haven't really we got some out for him and then I was like all right I don't want to return these trashed okay this is we're gonna wait maybe another year but uh yeah absolutely this week we're gonna talk about stress management and versus stress perception so Andrea who I am so impressed because we <laughs> As you probably all can tell, we are pretty off the cuff with this. She wrote notes for this episode, so I am going to let her take the lead on this one. I did write notes, and that's because I'm like, at 7.45 a.m., I will probably bumble over all of this. I wanted to make sure I said it right. So, speaking of books, I am reading this book called The Upside of Stress by, oh gosh, Kelly McGonigal. I might have butchered her last name. And it is so freaking good. And it's, you know, it's one of those things, I don't know if anyone else does this, where it's, you kind of question things you hear and that are common knowledge, but like you have nothing to back it up. Do you ever do this, Beth, with anything where it's like, you're like, in my head, it just doesn't make sense, even though that's being what I'm being taught by school. And then in this book, I feel like a lot of things I've questioned about stress and actually I've been talking to my clients about stress and I feel like in my head, I'm like, I'm just making crap up. She like affirms everything. And I'm like, yes, I'm not crazy. (laughs) Do you ever do that? Yes, definitely. So one thing about stress that I just, and I've preached it, and I probably even said it in an earlier podcast, just because I'm like, well, you know what? This is what we're taught. So I take it back if I did. I can't remember now. Um, But I know I've said it to clients a lot. Is the whole concept that every stress reaction is like the same reaction that our body can't tell the difference between whether a lion is going to come and eat us and like, you know, a positive stressor in our life or just like our phone, you know, email notification dinging. And 
even though I've said it and that's what I've been taught, I'm like, it just doesn't make sense. Like it doesn't, it doesn't physically feel like that to me. Um, to me, it just never added up. And the other thing that never added up was the whole exercise as stressful thing. So it's like, I know it's stress on your body, like by definition of stress, but it also, you know, makes your body better. So I was like, I just feel like there's different types of stress. Like exercise can be a really good stressor until you do too much and then it can become a bad stressor. So it's like, I'm like, there's gotta be this threshold there. Anyways, in this book, she talks a lot about that and her, the, her whole concept is basically rather than having to manage stress, it's all about changing your perception of stress. And her research is all on how if we can just shift people's perception to that stress is actually a good thing and that stress can help us grow and evolve versus stress being this thing that we're taught of it's just being incredibly toxic and leads to all these chronic diseases. It's like, is that going to change how people respond to different stressors? So um, the one super interesting, or I wanted to dig into the physiology a little bit because I thought this part was super interesting. So after a stressful response, you release a lot of hormones, but the main ones I'm going to talk about are cortisol and DHEA. And so she talks about the ratio of DHEA to cortisol, and it's called the growth index. I did not write that part down. I think that's what she calls it. And so DHEA basically helps your brain grow and recover from stress. And when that's being released, it also improves your immune system. It's linked to reduced risk of anxiety, depression, heart disease, neurodegeneration, and other chronic diseases. So lots of good stuff. Now, high cortisol, as we all probably know, it suppresses digestion, reproduction, and growth because you do not need these things during a stressful situation. You don't need to be worried about, you know, your reproductive system or eating food as you're running from a bear. And so no matter what, cortisol is always going to be released during a stressful situation in a normal, healthy human. And so what dictates kind of that differing response is how much DHEA is released. So the more DHEA that's released, the more almost like positive the stressor, sort of the stressful experience becomes on your body. And so that's going to dictate, do you, does your body like grow and recover and become more resilient from that stressful situation? Or does it kind of become beaten down from that stressful situation? So if there's just high cortisol being released and really low DHEA, your body's going to have that kind of like traditional thing that we think of as stress, which is like being beat down, like taking away from our resources, kind of like sucking our soul dry. Um, is that all making sense so far, Beth? Let me, how are you feeling about that? Yeah, that definitely, that definitely does. I have a, I have a quick question. So mm -hmm. what it kind of seems like is we're, we're sort of separating stress versus stressors. Um, like the body when when we're talking about it there's there's all of these things that can be stressors to our life but how our body responds is like how we kind of perceive the stress to be Does yes. that make sense okay yeah totally and yeah i'll give a specific example right now which might help kind of show how the same situation and stressor can have a very different response in different people's bodies so they did a study and in the study, they had people go through like a mock interview and they made it so it was like as stressful as possible. Like the interviewers were like really negative to everything the interviewee said. Um, you know, they're like constantly questioning them, making it so they were super stressed. And it's been this study has been done before 
and has kind of shown that even though participants know it's like a fake interview, it's still, they, most people or almost everyone responds as if it was a real interview and still has the same like stress to the situation. So what they did a little differently though, is they had, they split the people up into two groups and one group watched a video and it was just a three minute video. That's it. Um, one group watched a video on how stress can improve performance, enhance well-being, and help you grow, versus the other group, they discussed how debilitating stress is. And so that's kind of the traditional thing that we hear about stress, how like stress can kill you, how it leads to all these chronic diseases. So again, just a three-minute video, and then the exact, they all went through the exact same interview process. And at the end, they measured through their saliva, their cortisol, and DHEA levels. As expected, everybody's cortisol rose showing they were stressed during the interviews but those who watched the video about how stress is good had significantly higher levels of DHEA whereas those who watched the video about stress is bad did not have that same increase in DHEA meaning they didn't really like gain from that experience their bodies were kind of beat down from that experience so that's really freaking powerful just a three-minute video on how stress can be good for you completely change their hormonal response in their body. So this means is all this stress is super bad and it's going to kill you stuff is, is literally killing us. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> but the good news is it actually is fairly easy to switch it just by, just by learning this and hearing this. You are going to have a different opinion of stress and that is going to improve things. Anything that you want to comment on it all or I, I just talk. I feel like we need to like redo all of our stress episodes. Right? We probably should. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's it's really interesting. Um I mean I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little devil's advocate here and say like, okay, so it's great that the DHEA is coming back in in the ratio of the cortisol, but if you could avoid the stressful response to begin with, do you think that you would be better off overall? interesting she actually talks about this and her i probably should have led with this actually her whole thing that she kind of started about is what makes us stressed in the first place is anything we're stressed about is related to something we care about like you don't get stressed about things that like legitimately you don't care about like you get stressed about work because you care either you it's because you care about your job or care about the money you make or you're really dedicated to your work itself like whatever it is you care about something there otherwise you wouldn't give a crap about it um like I've been in a job that I really don't care about and like it was amazing how much lower my stress was in that you know other than like caring about my own performance but like the stuff that I didn't like they would make me do like menial tasks that to me were pointless and like I did not give a shit about them and like oh I wouldn't even have the time to do them unless they were I knew they were going to come in and check because I was stupid I don't care um, whereas my coworker would get super stressed about them um so that's just one example but like you get stressed about your kids you get stressed about your husband you get stressed about you know family friends because we care about them so her whole thing is it's kind of possible to take out stress and then they actually did studies of people who they like god they like did tons of countries and those who reported the least levels of stress actually had the least amount of happiness and they were also the countries with like the lowest um, gdp and things like that so interestingly enough stress was correlated with higher happiness levels so i don't know does that answer your question yeah that and that makes sense that um the, you know, you have to, 
you can you can kind of be living this flatlined life. You may not have stress, but you may not have excessive happiness and that kind of thing. And, and you know, I, I think that certain levels of stress are are definitely necessary and important and help in some of that realm. But mm-hmm. I don't know when I'm when I'm driving and I get stressed because someone pulls out in front of me. Yeah, I probably care about the fact that like my safe they they could have endangered my safety but um yeah i you know if i could just avoid that situation that'd be great (laughs) oh yeah but so and so in that example i mean i'm gonna i don't know what she would say to that but this is what i'll say to that it's like in that example just the fact that you had stress and reacted to it it means in like future situations when you see you know your body recognizes patterns so if you're seeing a car acting in a certain way like i'm sure we all have been behind that car who's like just driving weird and you're like let me get the hell away from that car because you've learned they're gonna be something dumb and cut you off right you're like last time i saw a drive car kind of driving like sort of in his lane kind of out of his lane he did something stupid. So I'm going to stay away. So like, it's that situation that yes, was super stressful that allows you to like grow and hopefully avoid it in the next situation. Does that make sense? Yep, definitely. I mean, yeah, I think it'd be better if like people weren't assholes and were cutting us off for sure. But (laughs) that's unfortunately probably never going to happen. I wish. Um, Anyway, so then what she talks about, which was just like mind blowing to me and really like, yes, this makes so much sense, is the two different stress responses. So, I mean, it's what I just talked about, but she calls them like your fight or flight response, which is kind of what all we've talked about. And she has your challenge response. And I think she may, I don't know if she made up these names, honestly, I'm not sure. But so the challenge response you feel focused instead of really fearful. You are releasing that higher DHEA. It's that state that athletes during their peak performance are getting to. It's that state you're getting to when you're like in the flow with like a creative practice. Um, it gives you that access to that mental and physical resource. And I'm sure everyone's been in that point where they just feel like, you know, they can see everything. Everything is just like clear. They just have this mental clarity. Like that is you're in your challenge response. Um, and so the key is, to, like, what determines how which one you get into is a lot more about your mindset about stress rather than the situation itself. So, yeah, if you're in a burning building and you need to get the hell out and you need to save your kids from it, like, you want to be in the fight or flight response because that is actually going to be more beneficial to you because that's what, like, spikes your adrenaline like crazy. That's what's going to give you that, like, crazy inhumane you know inhuman strength to like lift a car off your kid and like not think about like any consequences in that you know situation like so it's not that we don't ever want to be in the fight or flight response but it's like that really truly should be reserved for those like life or death literally the fight or flight situations whereas most of our daily stressors we really want to be in that more challenge response that Yeah, that feels great. And I was thinking you were talking about the exercise piece earlier. And it kind of makes me think a little bit of like, well, if you are doing exercise that you absolutely despise, and you're going out and you hate running, but you feel like you have to run, and you're going, you're putting stress on your body, but you're not getting the like the enjoyment out of it that may kind of result in some of that DHEA, that sort of that balance. Whereas if you're doing it, maybe, maybe you love to run. Maybe that's something that like just fills you with joy. So the stress of the actual, okay, hey, you're running, which is something that we often do, you know, in fight or flight is like a run response. 
but you're loving it and you're getting that 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 balances out so then you're having a much more positive reaction to exercise than if you're doing something that you don't enjoy totally that is my take on it as well for sure like I think it basically can transform like you don't have to literally necessarily change anything in your life it's just changing how you're thinking about doing it and that can like literally transform your hormonal response to things. And I will say, we mentioned earlier talking about redoing our previous episodes on stress, but we really have talked a lot about mindset because, you know, we all know that mindset is stress. Stress is unavoidable. I mean, we are, we are human beings. We are caring human beings. So, um, I I do think that, you know, talking more about it, it's like, you know what? I think that we have touched a lot Mm -hmm. on the mindset piece and how we, how we respond to those stressful situations and how important that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the big thing is, is that probably what we said in other the earlier podcast still does ring true because I think uh, most people, especially the people who are kind of like listening to this and maybe like know that this might be an issue for them, are maybe having that fight or flight response of stress to situations like with their kids or with their husband or work instead of having that challenge response. And so now it's like, okay, now you can shift that just by knowing, hey, like all you have to do to shift that, and we'll go next week into more specific action steps just because this is already long, I know. Um, But it's like, okay, just by being like, hey, I'm stressed right now because I care about this and I'm going to learn and grow from this stressful situation and it's going to benefit me, just that can shift your hormonal response. So one thing I did want to mention is, because um, I know a lot of people, well, maybe a lot of people, but I definitely have a lot of clients who come to me with cortisol testing and they've gotten their levels of DHEA tested, things like that. Um, if you've gotten that done, I'm going to tell you right now in relation to this, it's not going to be an accurate reading. So, cause I kind of feel like there might be some people listening who are like, well, I don't produce any DHEA. I've gotten my levels tested. And it's like, well, I mean, unless you got your levels te- tested right after a stressful situation, it's not an accurate indicator of what's being produced when you're stressed. And then also, let's say you did get it after a stressful situation. Well, what was your perception going into that? The study proves that just a three-minute video is going to completely alter your hormone output. So if you do have low DHEA and you know it, then this stress perception piece is exactly what you want to pay attention to because that may be exactly what it needs to happen to stimulate DHEA from being produced. I love that. I think that that's a lot of really good information to have talking about the, we talked about what the differences, different type of stress responses. And I think it's just so important of just to be mindful of how you're responding to a situation and how that impacts hormones. I think that there's a lot of hormones are really complicated and confusing and it is amazing what our body does with them. I I remember when I was seeing the fertility specialist, he was like, I am surprised that anyone ever gets pregnant just because of like, and those are just fertility hormones and not to mention all the other hormones and how they play a role. And I think it's important to know that the body is quite, quite the machine, the most complex machine out there. And Mm -hmm. just knowledge is, is the one thing that we have that we can kind of help impact it. So I am excited to talk more about our action steps for next week. Cool. How are you taking care of yourself this week, Andrea? 
I'm trying to apply this knowledge as best as I can. I mean, I actually think a lot of the mindset work I've done has set me up for it. But I think being even more mindful, like I noticed this morning, how stressed, you know, I got, I was totally in that more, like fight or flight response. So I actually like in my mind, I was really like, Oh my God, my issue right now is that I have two laptops. Like how lucky am I to have two laptops? You know what I mean? So like, I kind of started shifting it for myself, but just, just continuing to work on that and just be being aware of my different stress responses. How about you? Well, I was exhausted yesterday. And so I just told my husband, I said, hey, if you can get off work early. So he works from home. I'm very blessed with that. So if you can get off work early, I'm really tired. I could really use a nap. And he said, I'll be there in a couple of minutes. And like 15, 20 minutes later, he came, took my kid out of the house. And I felt bad because they brought the dog and they were going to go to the dog park. And then it started torrential downpouring. <laughs> so they went to a convenience store and ate dinner in the car. And I took a two-hour nap. And it was phenomenal. And I like, and then I went to bed like three hours later and slept all night. And I feel so much better today. And I'm like, I feel like I was so disheartened after going to the hospital and like coming home and all of that but now I feel so ready like for when it comes it's like I'm gonna be well rested and I'm gonna just be able to do this so um I don't like asking for help and I was really proud of myself that I did and it really it helped a lot that's awesome I love that so much yes take care of yourself get all the sleep you can get <laughs> definitely well, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for joining us today. Next week, we're going to follow up this week's discussion by talking about some action steps. Follow us on social media for news updates and calls for questions. You can find me, Beth, at Pizza Real Eats and Andrea at Dr. Andrea Moore on Instagram and Facebook. Please subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss an episode and write us a review. Show notes for this episode and all podcast-related information can be found at realmomsreallife.com. <laughs>